welcome to season five of the Do It For The Process podcast. I am so honored to be back in this space with you, and I'm so thankful that you're here. We have made it through the first part of 2021. I'm very proud about that. And I'm really excited for the things that are to come this year. It's going to be a very transformative year for my business, and I hope also for your business. And that is the focus of today's podcast episode. What I recommend doing before we even get started is, well, here's the deal. Do you want to be here? And are you ready to be here? (laughs) What I mean by that is, in this episode, we're going to talk about some things that can quite literally change your entire career. I know that sounds really grand and really, you know, presumptuous of me to say, but I also know that it is the truth because what we're going to talk about today has already changed thousands of people's lives. Truly, 100%. So, are you ready to be here? And if the answer is no, either push pause and come back to this episode later when you are ready to be fully present. I recommend 100% get a notebook and a pencil or a pen. Blackwing pencils for me, please. This is not an ad, but it should be because I'm obsessed with them. And get ready to really soak up the content and the knowledge that we're going to talk through today. A lot of perspective will be shared, a lot of insight will be shared, and I want you to be present for that. So go get some paper, go get a pencil. If this is not the right time for you, if your hands are dipped in dishwater, (laughs) if you are driving, if you are not currently able to have a pencil in your fingertips, what I'm going to recommend doing is go to the link in the show notes below click on that link and download the show the the workbook that goes along with this conversation. The workbook is so full and beautiful. The Artist Path to Success book, it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever created. Truly 100 and 1000%. Uh, so go to download that regardless of whether or not you are currently preoccupied with whatever you're doing. But if you're able to, truly clear some space and get ready to learn and to grow. Okay, I'm going to give you a second to gather your things, quiet your mind and your heart, and let's do this. Okay, pencils in hand. Are you ready? Let's do this. Before we dive into the artist path to success, I have some exciting news for you. Many, many, many of you have been waiting for this news, and I'm so excited. The collective is open for enrollment starting today. This is a really, really big deal because the collective only opens twice a year. In case you're like, Emily, what is this thing? Is it a cult? Is it a club? What is this? What is the collective? Good question. No, it is not a cult, although it is kind of a club, so you were close with that one. The Collective is a mentorship and community for creative entrepreneurs, and I'll tell you more about it in a little bit. But in case you've been waiting, which I know many of you have been waiting for this announcement, you can go enroll today. You can get in, you can go through all the educational content, you can become part of the community, you can introduce yourself and share your work and just become immersed in this beautiful space that is designed to help artists and creatives grow their businesses. That's not a sentence we hear very often now, is it? (laughs) This space is for you. This space is for you and it's open until Tuesday. So 
hop in there, join us. I cannot wait to get to know you personally. We can become actual friends in real life instead of just podcast listener and podcast talker. That, that's me, by the way. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to know you in this space. So go check it out via the link below, or you can go to emilyjeffreyslearn.com and all the information is there for you. Okay, let's dive into the artist path to success. Are you ready? Are you ready? This truly is a very important conversation, and we are going to get into a lot of heartfelt, honest, true goodness. So pencils up. Let's dive in the artist path to success. Let's cut right to the chase. We're all here because running a creative business is very confusing. Let's just be honest about that. Nobody tells you what to do. They don't unfold a map for you and say, hey, just do this. Done. Uh, We fill our studios with stacks of artwork. We fill our hearts with big dreams, but we're offered no direction when it comes to turning those dreams into a career. I know I can't see you and you can't see me, but raise your hand or just put a little yep on your paper if this has been true for you. If you have experienced this either in your in your formal education or in workshops that you've gone to or just perusing the internet trying to figure out how to make these paintings leave your studio or this artwork leave your walls, it's hard. It's really hard to find that information, which is why we're here today going through this workshop together. And it's also why the collective exists at all, because this is an ongoing, continued thing that we have to continue maturing. But typically, the things that we hear out in the real world are not, oh, yes, artists can totally thrive. Artists are profitable. Artists are are amazing business people. No, 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 no. We hear artists are starving. Oh, no, no, no. Don't major in art. That's a really bad idea. Uh, What are you going to do to make money? Like, that's not a real job. You can't just paint all day. Artists have to suffer and starve. And other pitying things when people, you know, meet you and you say that you're an artist and they're just like, oh, oh, okay, that's, that must be fun. Have you heard this before? I certainly have. Absolutely, I've heard this before many times. And I think all of us can relate to this experience of being belittled and told that our creative work is not worth the effort, which is why I so adamantly say your creative work is worth the effort. So many people stop at this phase. They they have this desire deep down in their hearts. They're excited to try something. They're tr- excited to bring their work to the world. But the limiting beliefs for other people keep them and their work hidden, possibly forever. They pick up on these subtle cues and these little quips that people, you know, offer them as pieces of advice or as, as guidance or as, you know, little, little information bits. And we are told so often that there's no money in the arts that we begin to believe that it is true. However, let's look at the market to see if this is actually true. Let's go ahead and use those pencils and that paper and do some math together. Are you ready? We can do this. Let's say, again, pencils and papers, please. Let's say that there are 100 million people who would like to have beautiful artwork in their homes. And full disclosure, there are way more than 100 million people that would like to have artwork in their homes, way more. But because I want to make this math as easy as possible, let's say that there are 100 million people who want beautiful, expressive homes. 
Now, let's say that they each have two walls in their home that need artwork. And by the way, if you don't create artwork that can be hung on the wall, just apply this to whatever you create. If you're a ceramicist and you create vases and mugs, then apply it to that. If you're a, a sculpture artist, then apply it to you know spaces like that. If you create things people can wear, then apply it to people's bodies or people's outfits or whatever your you know makes the most sense for you. Okay, back to our our analogy though. Let's say that each of those houses has just two walls that are in need of artwork. Well, that's simple math. Ready? Follow me. That means that there are 200 million pieces of artwork that are needed out in the world. So there's 100 million homes that need artwork, two walls per home. Ready? We got this. 200 million pieces of artwork are needed. And I know that number sounds extremely high. However, it's actually low. There are way more than that, by the way, but we're not going to blow our minds too much. Okay. And now let's say that only one out of a thousand people would like your art, which is totally fine. No problem there whatsoever. That's very, very normal. That leaves you with 200,000 buyers. So if you divide 200 million by 1,000, which is giving you a great ratio, by the way, of people that would like your work versus will not like your work. One in a thousand. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. That's like totally normal and totally okay. 200,000 buyers. Is that enough for you? Do you need more than 200,000 buyers? I don't. (laughs) I definitely don't. That's plenty for me. So here's the truth. Artists are not trained to think like MBAs. We're just not. And that's okay. But it is important to know what the market can sustain. So as an artist, let's think like an MBA grad for just a moment. Let's think like a business person for just a moment. Business people know that there is a substantial market for creative work. That's why there are multi-million dollar companies making mass-produced artwork. That's why the fine art world, capital F, capital A, capital, capital W, sells extraordinarily high-end paintings for staggeringly elevated prices. And that's why there's a gallery in nearly every town and city. So the market is absolutely there for creative work. Do you believe me on that? The market is there. Are you there? That's the only question you have to ask. Knowing that there are people that want your work. There are people that have a need for beauty and meaning and connection and and lovely things in their homes or in their lives. You know that to be true. Now is your work in the market. As a professional artist, we walk a unique line of creativity and business. And this is where most artists don't love to live. Well, you're in a great spot right now because I love to live in this space. That's why I created The Collective. That's why I created Making Art Work, my course for creative entrepreneurs. Because as an artist, you cannot continue showing up in the studio unless you understand how to run a creative business. I know that's hard to hear. I know, trust me. I wish we could just paint all day and not have to worry about the rest of it. But even if you outsource your work to galleries, even if you partner with brands, you still have to run a business. Let's talk about how to do that. Artists who make it realize that they're running a business and that as a creative business owner, there is a clear path that you can follow. What a relief, right? (laughs) What a relief. 
Art school is not the place to get your MBA. Can you imagine? I mean, really, can you imagine if your art professor has taught you how to run businesses? It would be kind of hilarious. And alternatively, business school was absolutely no place to learn about how to run a fine art practice. <laughs> just the thought of it makes me laugh. Like, it's just so ironic to, to imagine that. So where do artists learn how to run businesses? Well, the good news is you are in the right place. Inside of this workshop, we're going to walk step by step through the career of nearly every successful artist. Not just me, not just some of my friends, but literally every modern artist that's making it, quote unquote, in 2021 and beyond. Those of us that are profitable, that are selling, that are meeting our collectors, we're going to walk through every single step. You are going to have a unique and beautiful career you are going to have something that looks so different from your neighbors, so different from your fellow artists, because your work is unique and you are unique in the way that you're going to bring your work to the world is unique. However, our businesses tend to follow a path that looks fairly similar, which is amazing because it means that there's not a lot of mystery. There's not a lot of walking in the dark and stumbling over roots. That's a good thing that you can walk along this path and it can be clear. And it means that you can innovate and create in the studio, which is where your creativity belongs. So let's talk about how to run a creative business. And again, the collective is the best place to nourish these things in your business. We're going to talk about how we're going to talk about what it looks like. We're going to talk about the emotional and the practical things that go into growing a business. But as far as the practical doing the step by step how to do each aspect of running your business, join the collective, it is the best place for your growth, it is designed to help you thrive as a creative entrepreneur, we talk about every aspect of running a business from photography to wholesale to licensing to collection launches to holiday seasons, everything, <laughs> everything, it's pretty, pretty impressive at this point. Okay back to the path. It's incredibly hard to walk this path if you are just wandering in the dark, possibly falling, possibly getting lost, possibly going in circles. We have done a lot of circles. We don't need to do circles anymore. Let's try a more clear and linear path. You and I are part of a vibrant lineage and community of artists who are crafting beautiful businesses using the humble tools on our work tables. We all have the same bare elements. We're all using pigment and, and fiber and dirt and oil. And, and yet we turn these humble tools into absolute magic. And in doing so, we're not alone. We're doing this amongst friends, which is so incredible. Turning these humble tools into an actual business. What? I mean, honestly, what magic? What magic? There's a vast community of artists and creatives around us showing us how to make a living with our art. Inside of the collective alone, there are thousands of, oh my gosh, the most incredible creatives that surround us and offer their advice and offer their camaraderie. The collective is part, uh, you know, education and, and training and behind the scenes look in my business and talks with guest experts and things like that. But it's also a community. And I think we often don't realize how important community is until you have a lack of community in your life and you feel stuck and you feel alone and you don't know who to, who to ask. You don't have anyone to turn to that's when you have a very clear marker that you're ready to grow 
and the people around you are not growing in the same way. Well, that doesn't happen in the collective. We are here to support one another and here to grow. One of the members in the collective is named Joyce Chang, and she's an amazing calligraphy artist living in Hong Kong, and she creates masterful paintings. They are stunningly beautiful, as well as calligraphy for high-end brands. We're talking like top shelf, very, very exclusive brands. Um, she also leads an artist membership. She is so incredible. There's also uh, Bring Casey. One of my one of my old friends is in the collective. Um, she has grown her fine art practice from being an artist intern to consistently selling out of her collections with her baby on her hip, diversifying her business and sending artwork around the globe. She's incredible. Then there's Bonnie Christine. We, um, you might know and, and love Bonnie Christine as well. A surface pattern designer, queen of empowering and mentoring many other surface pattern designers. Bonnie now offers extensive education to surface pattern designs while also licensing her art internationally. She's incredible. And then we have Tiffany Thomas. Tiffany is an amazing ceramicist. She makes actual magic with her clay. I do not understand how she does what she does, but she creates ceramic magic. Go look up her work, Tiffany Thomas. Um, her work is highly sought after. Her her collectors are ravenous. They are dedicated to her work, which is amazing. She's sold internationally through other brands, and she does all of this while wearing her baby on her back, which is incredible. Juliet Meeks is also in the collective, and she is an incredible watercolor artist. She licensed her work. She's a licensing expert, teaching others how to license their work. And her work has been used to create a wide variety of accessories, home decor, lifestyle products with some very well-known brands. Very well-known brands. Then we have Pooja uh, from Merle and Whittle. Pooja creates the most beautiful wooden vessels that create space for us to reflect and um, appreciate the beauty of nature and of the elements around us. It's so incredible to be in a community that has this much variety and this much space for us all to shine in our own unique ways. All the artists I mentioned have very unique aesthetics and very unique businesses, and yet we're all walking a path. And the path is really, really clear and beautiful. So let's get into this path. That way you can find yourself on it and you can begin to walk it as well. Okay, I have a question for you. What is your thrilling idea? What is your big dream? If you have your paper out and you have your pencil out, I want you to write down your big dream because here is the secret. As you begin your journey as a creative entrepreneur and as an artist, you cannot progress on this path at all unless you have a big dream, unless you have a vision for where you want to go. A successful creative career does not happen by accident. I think we know this, but it bears repeating. Your career begins with a vision. Your creative work will only take shape in the world if you have a vision. You have all the tools you need to create an incredible life. You get to design your life completely from top to bottom. Every bit of it is in your control. Every bit of it. Well, most of it. <laughs> I say that and I'm like, well, there are some things that are not. But what you can control, you have the ability to shape and to use your creativity to design a life that fits your dreams and your ambitions so uniquely. 
This is where the path to success comes in. The artist's path to success helps you walk through your own vision. Again, you're creating something very unique to you. It's not my dream. It's not Bonnie's dream. It's not Tiffany's dream. It's not Joyce's dream. You're creating your dream. So how do we do that? Before you roll your eyes and say, Emily, this is all fluff. Give me more. Let me tell you my story just so you can kind of see how this works practically. We all begin at the beginning, and I am absolutely no exception to this in the slightest. In 2008, I graduated from art school, which I am so thankful to have gone to art school. I learned so much about how to create beautiful work, how to create with my own skill, my own perspective. Amazing. What I didn't learn, though, is any sort of business, any sort of how to be a professional artist. In fact, upon graduation, I was advised to work at a frame shop or to work at an art supply store. So that's the business advice that I got from my fine art degree. That being said, I left school. Uh, Two years later, I began my career with a painting a day project where I sold my work for under $10. Yes, under $10 dollars. We were below the poverty line. We had absolutely no spare capital to invest in my business in the slightest. We couldn't even really afford groceries. It was 2010. It was a hard, it was a hard time. Um, and that's when I chose to launch my career. So I launched my business, uh, maybe, you know, with no idea that I was on a path, no idea whatsoever. I couldn't see anything in front of me. I couldn't see any perspective or, or I, my vision was so limited to my the spot underneath my feet right now. That's all I could see. Well, we progressed a little bit. In 2011, we moved across the country, had a baby. I started my blog. 2012, we moved back across the country, um, set up a spare bedroom studio. I began setting financial goals at this point. I began, you know, pricing my work a little bit better, a, a little bit better, not totally good. And my goal at this point was to make $400 a month, USD a month. Um, that's if, you know, if you're not familiar with USD. Uh, That's about enough money to buy my groceries each month. That was not quite enough for grocery money, but you know, almost covering groceries, which was amazing. Um, I began to meet that goal. I began to sell that much per month. And then I began to expand that goal. Well, 2013 came and we moved yet again, not by choice. We were unable to afford housing quite suddenly. And it was a really hard and and, uh, transformative time for our family, but it was a really painful time for our family. So suddenly I was asked to begin uh, funding everything with my creative work. I was suddenly within a week, I was the sole breadwinner and had to earn enough money for us to move into a house. And that is very expensive when you have no money um, transition is hard and we had a lot of transition. We had to move quite a bit and it was, it was a lot. So I jumped in the deep end and began funding our life with my creative work. I created a painting a day project yet again to fund our basic needs and it worked and it worked. By the end of that year, I had actually progressed through the path quite a bit. And we'll talk about the path in just a moment and how you can mark yourself on the path and you can begin making actual uh, intentional progress on your path. So I had begun walking the path, which again, it'll make sense. 
this mythical path I keep talking about, I will map it out for you very clearly. In 2014, so a year later, I began diversifying my income and selling prints and commissions and consultations and collection or collection releases. Uh, I think I had even done some workshops by then. 2015 and 16, I began making six figures a year with my creative work. With my art practice, I began licensing my work with brands that we all know and love and scaling all aspects of my business. I hired my first employee in 2015 and 16. Um, and this is huge. We purchased a house. So in 2013, we were just trying to rent anywhere, literally anywhere. Just a few years later, we bought the home that we live in now with my fine art income, which is incredible, incredible. Um, again, I don't want to stress too much that this is shocking to, you know, people like mortgage lenders, but it is. They don't see this often. And I want to change that because a creative career is a viable career path. 2017 and 18, I began diversifying my business further and um, I began offering international retreats, education, higher price commissions. I consistently sold out of my collections within moments, created a high level mastermind for artists and helped others really, really grow their businesses, which is incredible. 2019 and 20, I continued elevating all of these things that I just mentioned. I also began increasing print sales so that they brought in six figures alone. So my print studio is now one of the most profitable parts of my business, which is, you know, such a blessing. Um, I also created Making Art Work and The Collective to empower and enable creatives to thrive because I began to notice that there's really no resources for artists that are actually practically transformative. And I know how to run a business. I've proven that by this point in my journey that, yes, these things are sustainable. They are recreatable. They are systems that actually work not only for me, but also for, at this point, hundreds of other creatives. And I wanted to make them a bit bigger and bolder. And now I know that they work for thousands of creatives, which is such a blessing. Um, in 2020, I was able to hire people during a pandemic. In 2019 and 2020, we also broke seven figures twice, which is amazing. I am a painter. I am an artist. And yet I cracked the code for running a creative business. And that's what we're going to walk through today. 2021, we are here. Thank goodness. I am continuing to elevate everything that we talked about thus far and add as much beauty as I can to the world, make as much beauty in the studio as I can, um, help as many artists as I can, because I really love the creative community deeply. I think this work matters. I think this work is needed. I think this work is transformative. And I, mm, this is probably really bad business advice, but I do not find other artists to be my competition. I think that we are all on this path together. And the more we can change the way that culture meets the art world, the better. So I am 100% invested in empowering creatives to make their work big and bold in the world, to make their work beautiful. Because as you thrive, I also thrive. And as I thrive, you also thrive. We are literally not in competition. We are in partnership, which is amazing. 
by this point, I think I've mentored about 14,000 creatives. And I currently have nine employees in my studio, which is one of the sweetest things. I never envisioned that by any means whatsoever. And I'm really honored that that's my life at this point. So that's where things stand now. I can't wait to keep growing and I can't wait to see you grow. My journey did not happen overnight and it definitely wasn't painless. Growth rarely is painless. And that's why we always say the mantra, progress is quiet and slow because progress is quiet and slow. You want to trust the process of your own evolution and that typically is not something that happens in a rush. art school maybe similarly to you asking myself a lot of questions I had a stack of canvases and literally no clue what to do with them so I asked questions like what should I spend my time doing <laughs> how do I meet collectors who even buys artwork how do you work with brands uh, what is marketing anyways these kinds of questions were just swirling around my mind and I didn't have anywhere to turn to answer them. And this is really why the collective exists, because I know that this path is absolutely walkable by me, by you, by other artists, and that there is space for all of us to walk this path together. And that creativity is more profitable and way more fun when we do it in community. So let's do something a little bit radical Let's talk about how to run a creative business. You ready? Pencils needed. Your creative career has two sides. Number one, your artistic journey. Number two, your business profitability. So your artistic journey is paramount to your creative career's success. If you're not creating work that you love and that is beautiful, you don't have a product, right? The other side of that, though, is your business profitability is massively important to your creative career's success, obviously. If you don't make money with your creative work, you cannot show up in the studio today, tomorrow, and the next day. And we need you to show up in the studio. This world needs your beautiful, beautiful creative work. All right, so as you progress on this path, this, you know, this artist success path we keep talking about, we're going to start with step number one, which is the aspirational artist phase. Again, if you have your pencil and paper out, go ahead and make this a nice big bullet point. Step number one. If you've downloaded the artist path to success book, you'll see a beautiful, beautiful area of the book that will be clearly marked artist aspirational artist phase. Um, in this step, we're grounding yourself in your creative practice. You're dedicating your energy to pursuing your art. You're saying, hey, do I love this? And if the answer is yes, dive in. Develop your style, develop your, vi your vision. In this phase, you're not making a lot of money and that's okay. Step two, the emerging artist phase, you've gone from, you know, you're, you're hoping to create work, you're practicing, you're deciding if this is a career path that you want to pursue. And if the answer is yes, you're stepping into the emerging artist phase, offering your work to the world, making it known that you're an artist, making sales, feeling pride, dipping your toe into thoughtful marketing. Profit in this phase is not terribly high, but it is coming in and it's so exciting. This phase is like pure and utter magic. 
Step number three is the pioneering artist phase, and we'll dive more into these in detail in just a moment. Um, step number three is the pioneering artist phase. You're establishing your passion as a business and beginning to treat it as such. So you begun to you begun to think, okay, this creative career is actually a career. It's not just a fling. It's not just a side hustle. It's not just a hobby. It's it's real. Profit in this phase can be variable but typically it's enough to live on in some in some sense so it's enough to provide for all of your needs maybe some wants you know you're actually you're doing it you're really doing it in this phase the aficionado phase is where it gets very exciting this is step number four it's very exciting to step into the aficionado phase because at this phase you are you're you're making waves you're changing culture you're doing things that are complex and deeply exciting in this phase you're considering new opportunities that are coming your way and engaging with your devoted audience you're expanding mindfully and letting yourself play your business is also very profitable which is amazing step five is the creative maven phase this is the last step on our on our artist success path Step number five is the creative maven. In this phase, you are changing culture. You are making waves in society, whether it's just your little corner of the world or maybe a larger splash in a larger space. Your work is being recognized. You are making an impact and your vision is vast and your vision is impacting others around you. You can also collaborate. You can grow your team. Profit in this phase is pretty high, make seven, eight figures high, possibly. Okay, let's talk in depth about each phase. So there are five phases. The first, again, is the aspirational artist phase. And in this phase, it's time to dream big. Your first act of tremendous bravery is saying, I think I want to pursue art. That's all you have to do in this phase. Just visualize the creative career that you want to lead. You have vision, you have marketing, sustainability, and creative process. So in this phase, your vision is going to be your creative career. Um, you'll begin to envision what you want to create in your brand and in your work. And you just begin, you kind of begin uh, seeing what's possible for you and for your work. Marketing in this, in this phase, in the aspirational artist phase, your marketing effort should be pretty minimal because you really want to focus more on your creative process, finish, you know, focus more on, on that journey, but you should begin dipping your toes into sharing your work and, um, you know, saying, Hey, I'm an artist. I love creating work. Here's what I'm working on, especially within safe spaces like family, friends, social media, where people, you know, know and love you. The sustainability portion of this phase is really important. Your creative work is happening in a rhythm in this phase, ideally. Um, you're steadily and consistently creating work that flows out of you. You're loving the process. You're doing it for the process. Oh, I got that in there. <laughs> in your creative process, you're feeling free to experiment. Now, experimentation in the, in the aspiring artist phase is really important because if you don't feel free to experiment and to flow in this phase, you never will. You never will. So don't look around you too much. Look out for overwhelm. Look out for feelings of inadequacy. You are not at all in the wrong place. You are doing exactly what you should do. Of course, your work will get better. 
of course you're going to improve. That's what being a human means. So if you're in this phase feeling a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit like maybe you shouldn't be here, maybe you don't belong, push that aside and, and you know, move forward from there. Um, I also would recommend that if you're in this phase, don't try to rush forward too quickly. It can be very tempting to zoom past this phase, but this phase where you're nourishing your creative work and, and really establishing your skills as an artist, it's really important. And, you know, like you know, a couple a couple moments ago, I said the two sides of your creative business are your creative practice and then your profitability. Your creative practice is formed here. This is the foundation. Of course, you will improve, but the foundation begins here. Profit in this phase, like I said, not a lot, but when you begin selling your work, you're set up for success in this phase, which is amazing. Next steps. If you want to begin moving out of this phase, if you're like, okay, I'm here. I love it, but I think I'm ready to grow. Here are your next steps. Begin visualizing your creative brand. So yes, you have a creative brand already. But now you can envision how do you want your creative brand to look. Make a mood board, pin some images, save pictures on social media that get your heart beating faster and that you just really love. Recognize your aspirations. List them out. Verbally process them. This will help to guide your choices when you're feeling directionless. This is really important. Document your work. Now, this means you photograph your work, you share the process, you share the finished results. Begin saying, hey, I created beautiful work and it's worth being seen in public spaces. This is marketing, by the way. Work on creating your first collection or your product line. And again, you're just envisioning what is going to be happening next. And then you begin moving intentionally toward that. As you progress into the um, emerging artist phase, which is phase number two, you will need a website and you'll need a shop because you can't really run a business without a website these days. It's just how things go. (laughs) So begin thinking about your website, begin setting that up, begin moving towards that space, elevate your work, put it on display beautifully, make your space online beautiful and intentional, and you will be so ready to fly. Which brings us to the emerging artist phase, step number two on our artist path to success. In this phase, like I said, you're stepping into your career. It's actually beginning. You are, you are about to, you're about to begin and it's so exciting. So as you step into this career, just know that a lot of the hardest parts are behind you. You've identified publicly as an artist. You have actually created work that you're proud of. You are offering it to the world. You've really done the foundation for the entirety of your career at this phase, which is incredibly impactful and meaningful and soak it in because it really is important and really, really meaningful. Let's talk about vision in the emerging artist phase. So vision, you're widening your ideas about what your art can be in the world, and you are having the tenacity and the the wherewithal to actually begin pursuing that vision. Your brand, if you want to write these things down, we have vision, brand, sustainability, and marketing. Your brand is becoming recognizable. People look at your work and say, oh yeah. I know who made that, she made that, or he made that. 
So that's an exciting part of this journey when you can begin creating a brand that's recognizable. Sustainability. Your work is selling regularly. You are creating work in a rhythm and people are buying it in a way that makes sense to you. It's no longer random. It's no longer surprise. It's, it's happening. You are, you're doing it. Which of course leads us to marketing. Marketing in this phase is very exciting because you begin to share content consistently and engagingly and your ideal audience begins to take notice. You are actually beginning to make a presence in the online and offline communities that you want to be in. And they pay attention, which is so exciting. Your profit in this phase is not high, and that's not the goal. Your goal is to create a strong and healthy foundation. So don't worry too much about profitability now. Although yes, you will begin making money in the emerging artist phase, which is incredibly exciting. Look out for pressure to grow too quickly. It's very, very important that you don't try to rush past this phase. Again, you're laying a firm foundation. If you rush past this phase, you're going to accrue some really, really painful growing pains in the near future. We don't want that. We don't want that. Also, other people's opinions, they are not needed here. Of course, you can have wise counsel. You can have dear friends and other peers and artists that you trust. Their opinions are great. The opinions that don't matter are those that keep you small. And what I mean by that is at this phase, you're going to have a lot of family and friends that are like, oh, no, that's not a good career path for you. Uh, This is too risky. You're betting too much on this thing that's definitely not going to work. And this is just your family and friends loving you. I know that sounds not true, but it is true. They're simply trying to keep you safe because they're a little bit nervous that you might fail and it might hurt. You don't need that opinion. Let that one go. Listen to people that are going to champion you, that are going to support you, that are going to enable you to do your absolute most excellent best. Those people belong in your life. People who are saying, oh, um, too risky, back up, move away. Mm. You, you can do without that. You've got this. You've totally got this. Another thing to look out for is too much peer inspiration, especially in your creative process. Now in your business, it can be helpful to have some inspiration, but again, you're creating your own path. You are not copying anybody. In your creative practice, however, during this phase, when your work is actually beginning to take shape and it's beginning to look like you, you want it to look like you. This is the phase that I see a lot of artists being too influenced by somebody else. I'm saying this with so much love, so much care for you and for your creative work. If you're in the emerging artist phase, get your head in your own practice. It will 100% pay off if you know why your work matters, you know your aesthetic, you have your own point of view, you have your own methods and systems and ways of creating your work you will shine and it will last for the entirety of your career. The flip side though is you look on Pinterest too much. You look on Instagram too much. You're looking at other artists work too much as you create your own and formulate your own ideas and your work is not original. It will not sing in the marketplace and it's not sustainable for you to create because it's not actually coming out of you. Again, I say this with so much love, but I see so many emerging artists being heavily influenced by their peers and by people that they look up to. And we don't need that. We need you. We need you to be beautiful. Okay, next steps. If you want to move out of this phase, you're like, yep, I feel good about all these things. Let's move on. 
Your next steps in this phase, and again, pen and paper are needed. This is such good content. Your next steps, if you want to move into the pioneering artist phase, into that next step, are to define your brand. So I would recommend working with a designer or working on your own design yourself if you want to DIY this. But your brand identity is really important. So your fonts, your logo, your colors, um, things that look like you out in the world. Refine your website. Your website matters so much to your business's success, especially in 2021 and beyond. Your website is your home and it is the identity of your work. So continue to make your website more and more beautiful, more and more aligned with your beautiful vision. Next, know your customer. Now I know this might sound uh, ambiguous, but understanding why your audience is in your space and what they want from you is really important as you grow your business. It's really important for you to understand who they are, what they need, and and what you can do for them. How are you serving them? Now, these things you can kind of intuit, or you can ask and get some scientific data if that's more your thing. Either way, begin to sense what does my audience need from me? How can I serve them best? Yeah, go on from there. Uh, Of course, our next step is to grow your audience. So you want to know why your audience is there. And then once you do, you can easily grow your audience. Now do this through simple marketing methods, through simple, um, consistent ways of showing up, creating a beautiful aspirational brand, and people will absolutely come to you, which is amazing. This happens during the step into the pioneering artist phase, typically where we begin to see traction in our online presences, in your email list newsletter growth, in your Instagram growth, in your Pinterest following, in your Pinterest repins and things like that. You begin to see actual metrics move upwards, which is amazing. All right, our next step is to continue your creative training. Now, this is important because oftentimes we forget that not only are we growing a creative business, but we're also growing our creative practice. So if you become stagnant in your creative work, well, your business will also become stagnant eventually, and we do not want that. So create a habit of consistently honing your craft and getting better and better and creating things that truly inspire you. Next is to explore how to diversify your business. So again, maybe not quite in the emerging artist phase, but as you step into the pioneering artist phase, having a diverse business is very important. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Which brings us to the pioneering artist, step number three. If you are a pioneering artist, you are running a business and it's very exciting. You create beautiful things and you get paid to do so consistently. Can you imagine a better career? I mean, honestly, I cannot. I literally cannot. It is the best career in the world, in my opinion. At this point, you're probably aware that your work is attracting people on its own. It's literally a magnet to the right people. And that's incredibly fulfilling. And that's because in the emerging artist phase, you did your work. You did a good job of setting up yourself for success. Let's get real for a second, though. This career path is beautiful, but it can be overwhelming. And during this phase, one of the key characteristics is overwhelm. Because not only are you creating amazing work and creating quite a lot of it, but your business is growing. People are asking things of you. They want things from you. And you might be tired. (laughs) And that's very, very normal. 
If you're feeling like you're being pulled in a thousand different directions, it's because you're at a crossroads. You are literally at a crossroads having to decide how to run your business. And in this phase, you get to be pretty intentional. In the vision portion of the pioneering artist phase, you show up consistently elevating your work by elevating everything surrounding your work. So you have a very clear vision for how your work should look in the world and your styling, your packaging, your website, all the things are aligning with that vision. Sustainability. Revenue is increasing and is providing for your needs and probably also some wants, which is amazing. You have diversified your brand in several different ways products, services, events, etc. And your income is not dependent on one revenue stream. If you are a pioneering artist, if you're at this phase in your business and you don't have at least three or five or, or more streams of revenue, get creative and start making more revenue for yourself. <laughs> Again, the collective is a great place to learn how to do this. If you're kind of like, I don't even know what I could do. Join the collective. It's so affordable. It'll pay for itself in, in a week. It'll be great. Um, so that will be very helpful for you if you're in the uh, pioneering artist phase. As far as your brand goes in this phase, your brand is recognizable. You have followers. You have people that see your work from afar and they know it's yours. Your aesthetic fits your vision and the quality that you want to project out into, into the world. And that is amazing. Marketing. You have engaged your audience so well, you're meeting their needs and creating for them and also for you, but also for them. You're marketing your business effectively across social media and across email, and you have a sustainable marketing calendar planned out for the, at least the next quarter. And this is important because at this phase, like I said, overwhelm is very normal. The more you can plan and systematize, the better. And that's just part of the growing pains of the pioneering artist phase is learning how to grow and strategize and systematize things. It's just, you know, it's a great part of the process. In your creative process, you're creating and selling work that in a rhythm that makes sense for you and is sustainable and creative, um, but also it's profitable for your business. You're able to summon inspiration when it's needed. You no longer rely on random bursts of inspiration and creativity, which I think that's very, very normal in the beginning part of your career to rely on those, those bursts of inspiration and those, you know, energy uh, upticks. But as you progress, you don't have that luxury anymore. You have to just create work because it's your job. And that's perfectly fine. In this phase, your profitability is going to be pretty high. Your, your overhead is covered, your needs are being met, and you probably have some space for some fun as well. This is the phase where it becomes truly enjoyable to be a creative entrepreneur. A few things to look out for while we progress through the pioneering artist phase, phase number three limited money mindsets. So this can be one of the sneakiest things in our career. And I want to speak to it clearly and honestly. Limiting beliefs around money can keep you and your creative business very, very small. And it makes sense. We've been told our entire lives that creatives don't make money, that artists suffer and starve. <laughs> it's well known. We know this. And yet... That does not have to be the case for you. It is not the case for me. It's not the case for thousands of people that I've mentored, and it is not true for you either. You are absolutely in business. That means that you will absolutely make money. The other side to that is 
We often limit how much money we can make because for some reason, we think that money is not good. <laughs> and I, I understand this as well. But more money, more impact. And what I mean by that is, as your business grows and increases, you have the ability to impact more people and to share more beauty and to share more love and to do more good with your money. It's a good thing to have that power. It's a good thing to have that ability to be generous and to be um, gracious with what you've been given. It's incredibly rewarding and empowering and and somehow it feels even more beautiful than if you work a normal job and get a raise. Somehow the money that you make with your creative work feels beautiful on two sides. The work was beautiful to you and generous to you. And then you get to be generous with your audience and share your work boldly and beautifully with your audience. And then there's this bonus side, which is your work can then provide for others, whether that's hiring people or donating to charity or living generously or tipping well at your restaurant, like whatever it may be. When you have the ability to be generous, your work gets to be even more beautiful. So I know that it's hard to overcome these money mindsets. It's a whole journey. We're not going to solve it in this one podcast episode, but begin to look out for limiting beliefs around money because they are sneaky and they keep us small so fast and so often. Okay. Also look out for distractions. Look out for loneliness. This phase can be very lonely because you have outgrown a lot of people around you. You know, we talked a minute ago about friends and family um, encouraging us to not be risky and to keep our, our work a little bit small because they're scared for us. Well, you've pushed past that in this phase and you are now in a territory that not a lot of people understand. That's why the collective and spaces like this matter so much because loneliness is debilitating. It will keep you very stuck and unhappy. I know this because I've been through this myself and I've gone through these growing pains and I've, I've had to evolve past a lot of my friends and my family. And that feels really, really strange. You can do it graciously. You can do it well. Don't worry. There are ways to still be your beautiful self with your friends and family. But in your creative profession, it's very important that you have structures of support. Otherwise, you will be unhappy. I'm just going to say it. It's not going to be a happy thing. So find structures of support. Find community, whether that's the collective or a local neighbor who's also creative or someone in your town or a friend on Instagram. Find community as soon as you can but especially by the pioneering artist phase, phase number three. Look out for excuses. <laughs> You're busy. You have a lot on your plate. You have too many things on your plate. Your, your calendar is full. Your, your head is even fuller. And yet excuses sneak in because they, they're a great way of just, you know, getting by. They're a great way of getting by. Rather than having excuses, find ways of saying yes and no to things that matter most to you. And that's okay to say no. You can absolutely say no to all kinds of things. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Excuses do not actually serve you. So try to avoid those. Limiting mindsets. 
around money, around success, around your your projected future, around how your work matters in the world, limiting mindsets creep in here because you've climbed to new heights and you've gone to places that can feel a little bit trepidatious and a little bit scary, which, you know, it's just self-preservation kicking in. Limiting mindsets are just your, your ego saying, hey, I'm a little bit nervous out here. We're going through quite a lot. I don't know about this. It's okay. It's part of the process. You've got this. Be aware of limiting mindsets and move past them as you're able to. Next steps. If you are ready to move out of the pioneering artist phase, you're going into spaces most people never get to, and I'm so excited for you. Next steps are to plan for sustainability. As your business grows and as your creative career is asked to do more, bigger, and more beautiful things, sustainability matters more than ever. Adding more income revenue streams, adding more financial diversity, adding more product lines gives you space to play and gives your business a lot more security. Don't forget your email. This is a nice practical step for this phase. Your email list is incredibly important. Invest in it, love it, nourish it, talk to them, write to them, make them your people. They're your people, which is amazing. Refine your brand. At this phase, it's time to level up. It's time to really make your brand beautiful and known and clear. Um, strengthen your boundaries. We talked about this a little bit, but your boundaries are deeply important to you. You should say yes and no to things all day long. Mostly you should say no. (laughs) Mostly it's a no. Opportunities are shiny and they are prolific. The things that you should do are narrow and sweet and so beautiful. So beautiful. Be consistent. This is the next step in our, our next steps. Your audience will only grow and will only stay loyal if you are consistent. So this is important. If you have a marketing calendar, stick to your marketing calendar. If you have a launch strategy, stick to your launch strategy. If you have a way of showing up in the world, do it. Be you. Be consistent in that. Track your time. Oftentimes at this phase, you can begin working way too much. And in the next phase, we'll talk about delegating and outsourcing. That's very important, um, especially moving forward from this phase. But begin to track your time, begin to think what matters most to me and how can I do more of those things? Nice and simple, nice and simple thing to think through. In case no one has told you this lately, you, no matter where you are on this path, by the way, you can achieve great things, even as an artist. Do it for the process. Do it for the process and find profitability. I want to reiterate that at this phase, community is so important. It's very common to feel isolated on this journey, where, wherever you are on the entirety of the journey, whether you're just beginning or further along. But at this phase in particular, unless you intentionally surround yourself with people who understand what you're doing and why it matters and who will walk alongside you answering questions, offering support, cheering for you, where you can brag and talk and nerd out and just talk about things that really no one gets unless they're doing this alongside you. You will succeed if you can have that kind of community in your life. You will succeed if you can have those kinds of peers and friends to challenge you and to make you grow and to make you think about things in a new way. My dearest friends are my peers and my my comrades in this journey. They're my people. 
And it's so important to have those kinds of people in your life because they will keep you engaged and keep you, keep you happy. They'll keep you happy on this, this big, beautiful journey. Okay. Are you ready? Big old number four. If you have your pen and paper out, write a number four. This is the aficionado phase, and it is one of the most magical phases of anyone's creative career and really will change your life. It will absolutely change your life. If you are here, you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you are in this phase, you are an expert in your craft and people know it. Your business continues to expand and you're loving it. Your audience responds energetically to your ideas. And hear me when I say this, you are changing culture. You may not know it. You may not be fully aware of it, but you are absolutely changing culture within your niche. When you speak, people listen. And that is a gift. This phase, you get to be creative in your creative work and in your creative business. Let's dive into some details. Vision. Again, back to our our nice tidy list. Your vision. Your business is including five or more revenue streams. What I mean by that is there are more than five things happening in your business that make money. You can anticipate the desires of your audience and you can create things that they want before they even ask for them because you are super in tune with them and you know, you know what they want. Sustainability. You've grown your business so that it can sustain you financially, physically, and emotionally. This is huge. If you can think about the emotional health of you as the business owner, you can create a business that is long lasting and can sustain you in so many ways. You have healthy boundaries. You keep your energy focused as much as possible. You are only working on things that are actually in your zone of genius. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but that means that you have help in your business because you cannot do this alone. Brand. Your brand is established and your ideal customer base is very aware of it. Your work is well-rounded and refined. It is recognizable and admired by your ideal audience. Your creative process is career-defining work. This is the kind of work that when people look back on your career, they'll say, oh yes, she did this. This is her style. This is, this is their kind of work. Totally. This is them. Uh, you create consistent work that you're proud of within a rhythm that is sustainable for you. Marketing. Marketing is very important during this phase of your creative career because you have a lot going on. You have a 12 month marketing launch plan mapped out. Maybe it's in pencil. That's totally fine, but you know, what's coming, you know, what's happening in your calendar and any within the next six to 12 months, you've grown a sustainable social media presence and email marketing presence, and it's still growing. You have at least one source of lead generation out in the world, which if that word means nothing to you, we talk about that in depth in the collective lead generation for your email list is really important. You reached outside of your uh, natural market to grow your customer base, and you're frequently seeking representation and press. Like I said, it's a very exciting time to be a creative entrepreneur during the aficionado phase. Profit is high. Your business is providing for your income, probably a couple of employees, and you're living comfortably. You're being gratified by your work, and you can focus on expanding at this phase. Substantial profit and expansion ahead. Look out for fear of growth. Like I said, we have a lot of limiting beliefs in our lives as creative entrepreneurs. We have to undo so many tangly, messy lies. 
growth is one of those things. It's tricky to grow. It's hard to be an entrepreneur and to grow a business to this scale. And yes, you as an artist can do it. So don't be afraid of growth. Move into it. Know that you are so strong. You are so brave. You are so capable. You are so wise. You can evolve to fit this big, beautiful business inside of you. And it can happen outside of you. You don't have to do all of it yourself. Thank goodness. Look out for imposter syndrome. As you get to this phase, you... (laughs) You are, you're stepping into territory that can feel very scary. You are an expert. You might be asked to speak on stages. You might be asked to be on podcast episodes. You might be asked to do things that feel really scary. And that's okay. Do them anyways. You've got this. Look out for perfectionism. Perfectionism does not serve you. You know this by now. But really, um, at this phase, as you begin outsourcing and delegating, as you begin having more than, you know, 20 things happening at once in your business, things that are always needing to come out of you and go through you and all these kinds of things, it can be very, very debilitating to be a perfectionist. Trust me. I know. (laughs) I know this very well. Perfectionism is a crippling uh, knife wound. <laughs> That's not even a thing. But what I, what I would say to this is instead of asking yourself to always produce a plus work, you know what? B plus is perfectly fine. Done is better than perfect. Also avoid a do it all yourself mindset. At this phase, you need help and it's okay. Outsource it higher. You've got this. It will absolutely change your life. And you need that right now because you're tired. (laughs) I know, I know, I know you're tired. Next steps. If you're ready to grow out of this phase, if you're like, all right, let's, let's keep going. Your next steps are to think new, find new adventures. You can do new things. You can chart new waters, new territories, and you can bring new things to your market. You have so much space to innovate because you have so much going for you. Make an impact. Yes, you get to change the world with your creative work. Aim wider, reach higher, reach for more eyes, more more people, more audience members. Make an impact with your work because as you know, no matter where you are in this career, your work matters. Your creative work is in the world for a reason because it is beautiful and good and needed. During the fishing out of phase, it's also very, very important to elevate your brand to the next level. So think your packaging, think your website, think photography, typography, choices like that. Things that make your brand what it is. All right, next step is to publicize. Get your work featured in national and inter- international publications, blogs, websites, magazines, TV. Get your work on some awesome uh, movies and TV shows and in the covers of beautiful magazines, you have the ability to make an impact with your work. Go big. Step number, next step is to go big. Visualize your next level growth strategies. Offer something so ambitious that it makes you a little bit nervous. And that's when you know you're having fun. That's when you know you're having fun. Expand your income goals. Again, we limit ourselves so quickly in this area. Let your work be big and let your business provide for your needs, for your team's needs, and let it be generous to you. 
aspire to inspire, aim to create an aspirational brand that your audience longs to align with. This is so beautiful when it begins happening. So lean into it because you are there. At this phase, phase four, the aficionado phase, you need mentorship. Uh, What typically happens in this phase is we stop being challenged by anyone else around us. We don't have people in our lives that are, you know, encouraging us to up level and do better because we've honestly passed all their expectations already, which is (laughs) so strange and fun. At this phase, mentorship is something that you need, something that will challenge you to do better, to know how to run your business a bit more consistently and a bit more um, effectively. And let's be honest, the things that got you here will not get you there. So what brought you to into this phase of your creative career will not help you progress further. So find mentorship. You know, I'm going to recommend the collective because that's where I offer mentorship. So mentorship in this space is a wonderful place to find ongoing support, to find ways of up-leveling every single lesson. I talk about how to up-level your business, no matter where you are in the path. I talk about every phase of the path. In addition to that, I share the inside of my business inside of the collective, and I have gone through this path. I know how this feels and what this looks like. So me sharing the behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain and sharing things like inside our product packaging um, methods, inside of my wholesale line sheet, how to hire people, how to run your finances, things that we do in my business every single day where else do you find that kind of insight? And if you're not on the aficionado phase, if you're like, whoa, I'm just beginning. It's so deeply impactful to see what's coming. If you know what's coming, you know how to evolve to get there, to move through it and to innovate in your own way. So it's incredibly valuable regardless of where you are in the path, but especially if you are in this space of needing mentorship and guidance and no one around you knows what the heck you're talking about, well, the collective is the perfect place for you to find that in your life. So join us, join us now. (laughs) Okay, let's go on to the creative maven phase. This is the final phase on our path. And this is like a glorious sunrise. It is, it's very special. I bet you know at least know of a creative maven. Well, you know me, but besides me, let's think Anne Riflebond. Let's think Heather Day. Let's think uh, Jono Smart or um, Florian Gadsby, or there are so many. There are so many. If you are in the creative maven phase, roll out the red carpet. We are going to light some candles for you because you are a queen and I'm honored to be in this space with you. So let's talk about the creative maven phase. And if you're not there, let's talk about what will be coming for you because you will be here. You will absolutely be here with intentionality, with consistency, with mentorship, with guidance. There is literally no reason that you will not also be here. Let that sink in. That's incredible. That's incredible. In this phase, if you're taking notes, this is the vision portion of our creative maven phase. In this phase, your vision is so alive. Your words actually matter 
in the community at large, not just your little friend group or your, your tight knit community, which at this phase is probably very tight knit and very close and near and dear to your heart, but your words matter widely and in the culture that you live within, which means you can use them for good or not good. And I highly recommend that you use them for good. That makes sense, right? Um, You can also take calculated risks, not with your words, but with your business. Um, You can take risks with how you move through the world with your business and with your creative work, where your work fits in society and in culture. You get to do things that really impact your business and people around you, which is really, really special. You also have an infrastructure that allows for innovation. So you have space to play because you know that your business is strong and set on a really firm foundation, which, which by the way, I hope you know this, but this foundation that is now thriving and making this whole thing possible began in phase one, in phase two, and three, and four, and now here we are in phase five, reaping the rewards of all that good work. So again, if you're not here, you are literally building the foundation for your future success. You are literally building the foundation for you to be here someday. That's incredible. Okay. I'm very excited by this clearly. Sustainability. Let's talk about sustainability in the creative maven phase. You diversified your business so that there are so many things happening. (laughs) You are running an empire, which is amazing. You've established multiple revenue streams, both within your creative practice and outside of your practice, licensing, affiliate marketing, royalties, things like that. You have a team of people that you admire helping you execute that vision. This is paramount to your success, both in the aficionado phase and in the creative maven phases or phase. If you don't have help, you are not having the impact that you need in this world. That's just 100% the way it is. Marketing in the creative maven phase, which by the way, pay attention to this, even if you're not here, because the marketing that happens in this phase, you can kind of begin doing this sooner, which is very exciting. Your business is making waves in your industry. And as a result, you are leading a large and vibrant community. You understand how your customers move through your sales funnel keyword sales funnel. And you can use empathy and understanding of who they are to help them feel good at every single phase of that process. Which by the way, if you're not a creative maven, you can still do this. This is a very important part of running a, a an empathetic and impactful business. You, of course, have your annual launch calendar mapped out. You have your marketing calendar mapped out. And this is really just so that you have headspace because you can't do it all. Your head is too full and you need to put things on calendars. That way you can be free. You can be free of thinking all the time. Yes, I'm telling myself this. (laughs) All right, let's talk about brand in this phase. Your brand is, of course, elevated and aspirational. It is so beautiful. It fits your vibe and your vision. You have a clearly defined style guide that you can consistently refer back to and evolve with. In your creative process, this is this is one of the most beautiful parts about this part of the creative career. Your creative process begins to be very, very generous to you. So you have a a business. It's very busy. It's probably very uh, full and distracting at times. Your creative process can kind of turn itself around a little bit and be generous and restorative to your soul as an artist. 
that's what my business or my creative practice has done for me. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. In this phase, look out for flashy offers and shiny options. It's probably a no. You don't need shiny things. You have gold. You are sitting on gold right now. Say no to things that do not serve you. Look out for burnout. Burnout comes when you are stretched too thin, when you don't have time to rest, when you don't have time to revitalize yourself. Burnout is very normal during this phase. And again, that's why creativity matters. That's why your team matters. That's why those systems and processes matter so much. Let your work be generous to you, but also you can avoid it. You You can say no to work sometimes and just do what you need to do. Um, also look out for an, I can do it all attitude. We talked about this one before, but it is especially true in this phase. Other people's opinions also do not serve you in this phase. Again, this is sneaky, but it comes in so quickly and it may not even actually be people that are saying these things to us, but we are hearing them in our own heads. You might be the person that you need to turn off in the moment. Let things that do not serve you leave you. They are not helping you. They are not doing anything for you. Just say, nope, not for me. I am going to move past that. Next steps in this phase. And yes, there are next steps because we're always growing and we're always getting better and better. So even though this is the last step on our on our artist path to success, this is not the last step in your growth because we are never done with that, are we? Next steps are make work that resonates with a larger circle of culture and aim to impact even more lives. When I think about this, I think of Beyonce. I know that's like, you know, she's the queen, but, um, Black is King came out in 2020. And when I watched that, that beautiful, uh, what do you even call it? Visual album. I think she calls it. I was... I was shocked. I was in awe of the artistry and the vision that went into creating that beautiful masterpiece. In my mind, that is next level creative maven. When you're doing things that impact culture that greatly and they resonate with your ideal person that strongly, aka it's me, (laughs) I probably have watched that 10 times or more. Um, It it just, it makes you feel things. It makes you go to a place that you would not have gone otherwise. And you can do that. Beyonce is a human and I am also human and so are you. So we have the ability to create that kind of monumental work ourselves, whatever that means in your business and in your way. And, you know, we're not trying to be Beyonce. We never could. But how can we bring that same level of, of true mastery and beauty and impact to our work? Next steps, uh, the next one is further refine your brand and grow and change. So a brand is never stagnant. They're always shifting and evolving and always moving, which is exciting. Seek out press opportunities that align with your vision. So again, you can make an impact, which means that you can have consistent press. What if you were in a magazine every freaking month? What if you had some kind of press happening out in the world? consistently. That would be massively impactful to your business and would really help you grow. Get innovative with your marketing. So this is something that really needs to happen during this phase because, well, 
you can kind of fall into a rut, you know, you just kind of do the same thing over and over again. And that doesn't serve anybody. Surround yourself with people who inspire and challenge you. You're hearing a theme here. I know you are. And that's because you cannot grow if you're doing this alone. I keep saying that because it's so, so true. You are now a CEO. You are casting vision. You are, you are running a team. You are allowing people to come around you and support you and be inspired by you. Share your vision clearly and step into that role of CEO in this, in this moment of your career. Expand your income goals again. Yes. Keep going. Why not? Like I said, more money, more impact. The more your business can create, the more it can be generous which is, again, I just ugh, makes me so humbled and, and in awe that that's a possibility for us as creatives. I'm not in awe. I'm just so thankful that we are able to do this and talk about it so boldly and that it can be so true, not just for me, but also for you and for thousands and millions of other artists. There is so much room for all of us to thrive. Okay, that is the artist success path mapped out one through five. I hope this has been really clarifying and inspiring for you. If you've made it all the way through this, congratulations. I hope you still have at least half a pencil left. Maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, I just want to encourage you that you have reached excellence. I don't know where you are on your path. But I do know that you are progressing so beautifully. Your business is thriving. If you're in phase one or two or three or four or five, you are thriving because you're growing. You may not be a fully blown tree yet or, you know, a whole forest, but you're growing, you're thriving, you're stretching and reaching and making impact and making change. And it's time to expand your vision and surround yourself with people who understand and inspire and support you. It's so important to find that, um, that space to grow, that space where there is fertile ground and there is support and camaraderie and resources available to you. Each stage on the path is meaningful and deeply beautiful. You cannot progress. You cannot jump around. You have to progress in order. You cannot just say, oh, I don't want this phase. I'm going to move past it. You have to be in it. And I want you to find the beauty in each and every phase because they are all so impactful to your your journey and they're all so beautiful you can customize your work you can customize your your business you can make it fit your desires and energy and aspirations you can make it yours and you can stop anywhere you want and hang out there for a year or for forever if you want to if you never want to move past stage one totally fine my vision for this artist path to success is to make sure that you know there is a path it's not just a pile of brambles. You're not walking through briars. You're walking through a path. And if you choose to stay somewhere, then do so intentionally and enjoy it and live there with, with all the vitality that you need. But if you choose to stay somewhere out of lack or out of fear or out of unknowing, then I didn't do my job right. And I, I don't like that idea. So... If you choose to stay somewhere on the path, do it. I will fully support you. That is so beautiful and so intentional to, to design the life that you actually want to live. You may not want to be a creative maven. 
I get that. It's, it's hard. It's a lot of work. But if you choose to stay somewhere, know that it's intentional and that it's thoughtful and that you're considering your values and your life when you do so. If you're saying to yourself, okay, yes, I see this path. It is so freaking beautiful. I love it. I want to walk on it, but I don't know how. The collective is the place for you to grow. I'm going to recommend three things. Number one, do you want this? Really, do you want this career? There are other ways to make money. There are other career paths available to you. You can be a doctor, you can be a poet, you can be a librarian, you can be a carpet cleaner. There are so many paths that you can choose. If you want to be a creative entrepreneur and an artist, then progress onwards. The next step would be download the Artist Path to Success book. It outlines everything we talked about in this podcast episode really beautifully and succinctly. And it's just so beautiful. Go download it. It's great. And then number three, join the collective. If you want this this journey, if you want this path to be yours, the collective is absolutely the place to make those actionable, practical steps and to progress your business intentionally. I keep saying this, but it is such a place that is designed for your success. We talk about every aspect of running a creative business from pricing to launching collections, to photographing your work well, to running a wholesale line, to licensing your work, to hiring, to everything, everything that is inside of a creative business. And it's and it's uh, given to you in a way that makes sense for your creative business based on the calendar, based on the flow of the seasons, based on our energy. It's sustainable, it's thoughtful, it's careful. And it's also one of the most nourishing communities in the world. Doors are open, they close on Tuesday. I would love to see you in there. I would love to get to know you and to put a face and artwork and creative work with the name. I would love to know your name. I don't even know your name on this platform because I'm just talking in your ear, but you know me, you know my heart, you know that I will create a good space that is intended for your growth. And that is 100% what I've done with the collective. The how is answered every single week inside of our private community. And I cannot wait to get to know you there. Okay. This has been a very nourishing and thoughtful, and I hope deeply impactful and deeply encouraging podcast episode. And I do think it's my longest one ever, an hour and 30 minutes. (laughs) Yep, it's my longest episode ever, and it's been an honor. But I am losing my voice, and I need to stop crouching in the pose that I'm currently sitting in. So I'm going to say goodbye for now, but I do hope to see your beautiful face inside of the collective. Join us. Doors are open until Tuesday. I cannot wait to get to know you in this beautiful space. Okay. Bye for now.